0: What's up, Fight Fan? You are listening to MMA Daily, the podcast where we bring you the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Today's episode Life Continues in UFC World. We'll be talking about UFC 250, the official card being announced. We'll talk about what's going on with Joseph Benavidez, Davison Figueredo, and the Flyweight Division, updates on Fight Island. And of course, this Saturday's UFC Fight Night with Tyron Woodley taking on Gilbert Burns. My name is Gabriel Gonzalez. It is Tuesday, May 26, 2020, and I'm here with my co-host Natalie Zamudio. Hello, Double G.
1: Are you excited? The fights are continuing. This is a great trend, right? This is good.
0: And yeah. we're we're back in Vegas, right? Yes, all signs are pointing to yes, but technically they're having a meeting tomorrow that could scrap those plans. Now, I'm going to just go on the record. That is not about to happen. Whether it's official, whether it's unofficial and there's a little bit of backdoor uh, negotiation going on, the UFC is going to be in Vegas this Saturday. I, I know the John Jones thing happened a week, um, you know, a week out. This isn't going to happen. Under the circumstances, they're not about to pull the plug and move them, uh, whatever hundred or so miles to Arizona. It's just not going to happen. They're going to be in Vegas. What about you? I agree, but
1: I, but I do think Wednesday is a little late to be having a meeting to to make final, you know, decisions. But if anyone can pull it off at this stage in this world that we're in right now, it's the UFC. So.
0: I, I feel think... like they've gotten some kind of assurance that, uh, look, even if we cancel some other stuff coming up, you're not going to be canceled. We'll do like an exception. So, you know, it's a bit of a... Um, everyone's got to work together, the Athletic Commission and the UFC. People, I think, forget this when stuff happens and you've got to suspend people, but it's true. Um, Natalie, I will say this. After having the three fights in eight nights, it was a little jarring to go back to life and i saw on monday tuesday everyone's doing like these throwback articles again and you know like i know that's what we're doing a lot of before we had mma back but to see everyone go back it was almost like ah, oh, this is kind of deflating you know it was very interesting what about you to see all this happen
1: it was definitely weird to like you know having three in a row it's it spoiled me and i my, my brain got switched back on to there's usually a fight every Saturday. And so I was like, oh, yeah, there's a – oh, no, there's no fight this Saturday. Darn. And so I don't even know what I did with myself. Oh, um, I don't remember. Probably was really boring. But uh, I'm, I'm just happy that they're back uh, this Saturday at UFC. And, you know, fingers crossed, uh, all signs, points, yes, here at the Apex. But I think that they're probably super excited to be back home, in their own facility where they can control everything much better. Um, You know, I've been reading that they have updated their COVID-19 policies. Um, Probably the main one I think they should update, but I didn't read this pointed out in the the breakdown, is like if you think you have it or you've been around someone that has it, don't show up. Just call first. I think that would be, like, very important, but we'll see.
0: I almost – I don't even know with that because I feel like that's such a weird thing is that I I think that the language maybe that we were given might be a little unclear. Um, I almost feel like that should be a no-brainer, right? Um, Now, uh, I know the Jacare thing got a little uh, complicated there, and I'll admit that now, but I almost feel like this has to be And their checkup—they don't just say, "Henry Cejudo, sit down. Gonna shove this thing up your nose." I feel like there's a questionnaire at some point that they take into account. Now, what? Once again, you know exactly what's happening. I think we gotta ask somebody, you know, to detail that process to us. But I almost feel like it has to be there. How could it not be? You know what I mean?
1: I think it's there. The thing, yeah, they definitely ask you once you arrive. I'm saying like like in the jacaray's case he already knew people in his family had it so like a heads up like should i even show up i get why he didn't do it right because he doesn't want to risk fight not not being able to fight but it seems kind of kind of silly to show up knowing you're you've been exposed to it
0: yeah but um i mean look they learn from that you know behind the scenes they have to and i know people it's like "Uh, look it's not Just one or two people behind the scenes. There's a whole group that needs this to not go off the rails. So I'd put the money that they did adjust it. Um, Which is, you know, leads us to our first thing. Because assuming all this goes forward, we have a very big fight card. Usually by now we would have started talking about Natalie, what you think of the fights this past week. Obviously there wasn't any of that going on. So, Natalie will end the show breaking down, you know, all the stuff, Tyron Woodley, etc., etc. But, let's go ahead and talk about UFC 250 because this was one, I almost felt like they were putting it together a little last minute. I'll admit that now. And I know that, you know, you got guys training that people may just not realize until they announce the fights. But, to me, it was very... um. Uh, I guess I was just very impressed with the lineup. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's UFC 249, of course. But it was, you know, they're putting together some interesting storylines. So I want to ask you, what do you think about um, 250 as it's been set up for us in the last week?
1: You know, it's actually come along to be all all right. You know, Nuna Spencer, I guess that's going to be the main event. Um, I'm not like super thrilled about that fight but i'm like as a main event but i'm happy in general for it to be on any card like i would be excited to see how felicia spencer has evolved i mean i I think she did all right against chris cyborg she heard her really well she was creative she was fighting in a way i didn't expect on her feet and then she has that you know that grappling advantage nunez is nunez now will she be any different because you know she, she basically admitted she hadn't been training and that's why she didn't want to fight you know earlier this year during all this this stuff going on she wanted a little more time to set up a proper camp okay and uh, you know if there really is going to be some kind of bantamweight title fight you know because Saudo uh, vacated his title that's crazy man that's amazing cuz there's a lot of really good fighters at the top of that list and and Cody Garbrandt like i haven't seen that guy in a while would love to see how he looks these days i'm I'm decently excited, and I'm surprised that they they pulled together some some solid, some solid fights. I, I can't complain. However, then you got to ask yourself, is this worth you know the pay-per-view price? Ah, I'm gonna buy it, of course, but it's not as juicy as some of the other ones. It's certainly d- not even
0: 249. How dare you? <laughs> of course, it's always worth the sticker price, Natalie. Oh of course
1: i'm the sucker that pays for all of them so you know exactly. y- y- they got me but but i can still say Dude, not- I,
0: I i can vouch for this unlike some of the other people who like to wink wink and nudge nudge out there in the world i will vouch for this natalie does play by the rules it's not just you know blown smoke we do the job properly um so i, I want to just vouch for you there look with uh 250 um amanda and felicia i think um i don't want to talk about the matchup um because i feel like we're going to do enough of that next week for sure but look this is a very key one at 145 right and of the two you know megan anderson felicia i get the argument that felicia is the biggest challenge with the ground game now um i think that the ver- the more interesting thing is i can't remember the last time that amanda kind of headlined a card solo like this. Um, I feel like, you know, if you think about her biggest fight, she was co-main to, you know, John Jones. And then I think John Jones twice. And then there was the big um, Usman Covington card. So this is the first time. And also, I think even the... um, I want to say when she fought Shevchenko, she was main event. But even then, they had a Demetrius Johnson title fight. The point being this is really going to be a good litmus test of the pay-per-view star power of Amanda Nunes because after being a double champ, after, you know, everyone she's beaten, everything she's done, is she, you know, the big ticket, you know, so to speak? Not while Harris, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so in that way, I think that this is going to be very interesting because, okay, there may be no more raw gauge for us to find out because... There's no sports going on. There's still probably nothing going to be really happening next Saturday. So even if NBA or something opens up, it's not going to start by next Saturday. I think they're going to get these guys in camp and get it rolling. But I think that this is going to be interesting in that way. And I am very interested to see, hey, you know, is the women's GOAT right now, or at least the women's number one pound for pound right now, can she bring in the big numbers on a pay-per-view on her own? I think that's a big deal. Now... Um, that's not to say that she's necessarily alone. Now, it, once again, it's not a stack. Three fights. Every car. Every fight is gonna set up the next number one contender. But there are some very interesting ones. You talked about the return of Cody Garbrandt. He was supposed to fight in March, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a good return for him. I think Rafael dos is a great opponent to really. This is, can Cody Garbrandt get there? Because Rafael has always been a top five perennial guy. He hasn't gone to the top recently. He's kind of run into more of those guys, but he's always been consistent. I like the style matchup with Cody. I think this is a good one. Have you matured from these last few experiences? And then I think the biggest one, Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sanhagen. And we're going to talk about it when we um, go back to the Fight Island stuff uh, later in the show. I think that this is a big one. I think that the winner of this one, you're starting to make a case now for that vacant Bantamweight title, which, you know, everyone would point it out. Henry Cejudo is officially off UFC.com. His little picture isn't there at the top of Flyweight. Well, it hasn't been. And his little picture isn't there at the top of Bantamweight. So it's officially open season at Bantamweight. And the fact that this isn't for a title... I will say I think that says something, you know, I think Peter Jan smiles because I think he knows what this means officially, but I do think that this sets up Algernon and we're gonna talk about another fight coming up that I think is also further proof that they are setting up a Bantamweight title fight and they are lining the ducks up, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I a lot of good points there. The the going back to the initial about Amanda Nunes and her star power you know yeah, she's the double champ and she is the pound for pound, you know, best female in the UFC. Well, because she's a double champ, she is, but you know, my, my eyes on, on Valentina Shevchenko right there behind her. Um, But I just, I just feel like the UFC still isn't pushing her hard enough. You know, she has the Modelo commercial, but if you compare even the commercials to the Stipe one, the Brian Ortega one, like there's a story there, something that, They either had to overcome or a remarkable quality.
0: Are you saying that because Amanda didn't have to make a choice, her commercial isn't as good? It's not
1: as good, man. It really isn't. Come on. You compare the Stipe one, that's a great commercial. Firefighter. Brian Ortega had to make a choice. You know, the the bad news one, it's just like, um, you know, it was hard for her to find a gym where she could train. And then at the end she's like having a beer at the bar. That's it. And, well, they show kid. like her in the octagon, but they didn't even give her a chance to get in shape. <laughs> I'm happy too. So you know, I don't know, man. I feel like they're still kind of like, look when she when she fought Rousey and, and Joe Rogan was the one who was saying like that, you know, the UFC is messing up by not promoting her enough. Like she's the champion. I was, you know, Team Rousey, so I didn't care. But look, she's a double champ. Like you gotta do something. Make a. a, a I'm not even seen any ads on, and, and maybe I just missed them, man. You tell me. Are they, like, are they pushing this stuff yet on ESPN, or is it too soon? I mean, uh, I'm not seeing Lately, anything. Lately,
0: I've seen the big UFC ESPN Plus commercial. Um, I have not seen the specific... I can't off the top of my head recall the specific UFC 250 TV spot. I know they've pushed it on Twitter. Uh, I, I will say this, and... Um, I think that, one, she has a little bit of the struggle that Demetrius did, and that's a little bit of the bottlenecking. Tell me one bantamweight you think could beat Amanda Nunes. Exactly. Uh, It's um, hard
1: to... If Valentina Shevchenko went went back to 135, she She already beat her. She's
0: lost twice. That don't count. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) She's the only one that has has a chance, and she's not even a bantamweight. That's what I'm saying. To your point.
0: Basically, I, I get it. Valentina wins a best of seven, but not a best of three. Oh, I, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously though, uh, I get it. Like she's already beaten everybody quote unquote relevant. Then now it's like, look, it's going to be a Buster Douglas situation to unseat her at 135, 145. We're already talked about it. It's not like there's a million fish in the sea in there. It's Felicia and Amanda And stylistically, you kind of feel like she's going to be a little bit stronger than Felicia. And she's got a better ground game than Megan. Okay. You know, it's suddenly... Okay, because at Lightweight, you got so many established killers, right? And they've all taken each other out. That kind of helps the case for Habib becoming a star. And then you got guys with, I'll say, a little bit of the swag and his thing like Adesanya. Even John Jones isn't, you know... Sometimes he's needed a little bit of that extra help on the B side, but for the most part, he's, an establ- he's established himself over time. I think that Amanda, similar to Demetrius, similar to Joanna, sometimes it's just, um, sometimes some people just don't always click. And it's not to say that she's not, you know, very kind. I've spoken with her. She was really cool in person. Um, I think that her skills speak for themselves. I think more than that, her resume speaks for itself. But for one reason or another, and, you know, I would say this, it's not just one thing. It tends to be a combination, you know, to say that, hey, this person, even though they're amazing, brings in a million pay-per-view buys, you know, uh, three quarters of a million pay-per-view buys, that's not the case for everybody. And you know, it just goes to show. And remember, we've talked about this last year a lot, and maybe not so much now because you know there's not as much, but MMA, if you're already buying X amount of UC pay-per-views, you're already paying for ESPN Plus, your Netflix, if you're watching the zone, not for Bellator, but let's say you want to watch Anthony Joshua. Canelo. Maybe you want to watch that Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury on another channel. Um, All of that adds up. And so it's hard to say that every big name fighter is going to be a X amount of pay-per-view by athlete. And, you know, I think that this is just once again, credit to why Ronda Rousey was so special. There's a lot of women who've been very popular, who have a lot of great skills, who are kicking butt right now doesn't always translate to the numbers for whatever combination of reasons. And that's just a great example. I think that Amanda, just the sequence of, you know, the combination of circumstances, whether, you know, maybe it's because she kind of struggled with her English for a while and that maybe helped hurt the connection with the fans. Maybe it's the fact that you don't want to pay for something you feel like is already a predetermined outcome. I think all that comes together.
1: Yeah, I think those are fine, fine points. The, the, the English, the predetermined outcome, they make sense. And does any part of you think there's still a, a bigger main event in you know in the back pocket of the ufc that they're trying to put together for this or do you think that what we're seeing here the poster and everything that that's it
0: it's signed sealed delivered when you get that when you put that many visual effects on a poster when you do that much photoshop i think that you got the final product (laughs) just saying the the classic
1: paint the face with the colors of the flag we haven't seen that before it can't take that long to do that (laughs)
0: <laughs> you you do that and you get back to me next week how long did it take you and it's got to look that good i'm not it's, saying boss logic but it's got to look that good
1: it's it's pretty good i like the yeah. like the white you know like um scratches that they did in the middle you
0: know uh aljermaine, uh versus cory sanhagen what do you think about that fight
1: damn that's good dude because aljermaine sterling was, you know he had that I always think about his loss to Marais, but he looked good again when he came back. And I can't remember who he fought after that, but Corey Sanhagen, he's just like this really cool, mysterious figure to me, not personality wise, but just because of that physique he has that, that really long lankiness. Why would you want to fight at one thirty-five? And I guess he, you know, he can still make the weight. It's crazy to me when, when really skinny, tall people like that cut down so much. So I think it'll be really interesting. I'm excited. They're two top guys and, uh, you know, they're 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 gunning for that belt that's like you know cejudo coming in doing his thing dropping the mic like these guys are probably so happy that that this is just wide open now
0: basically the tournament right Uh, ish i feel like if i'm gonna take it i would want to take it off henry you know i would like to put my shoe in the cringe and pull the gold out of it you get what i mean um that's just me having fun with my metaphors but you get what i mean yeah, well, this is a great fight. I think that for Sanhagen, this is the opponent, right? Like if you're going to be that guy, you're going to have to fight the So You're going to have to fight the Marlon Moraes, the Frankie Edgars in this division now. I think that that's, this is a great fight. And I think that um, if you're Aljamain, Corey Sanhagen is a guy who'd be a top fiver anyway. If, so better take him out now, add that feather to your cap. And if you're Corey, obviously this is a big upside. Um, To move on, obviously, the big one, uh, The Sugar Show, is back, everybody. Sean O'Malley (laughs) taking on former WEC champion Eddie Wineland. What do you think about this one?
1: Eddie Wineland. I think that I made some money off of him, picking him to win
0: in Vegas
1: that one time that I bet on UFC. Get some. A hundred years ago. It was uh, whenever Holly Holm fought Valentina Shevchenko. I picked Shevchenko, and I think I also picked Eddie Weilin. I think he won, or maybe he lost, but he was in the fight that
0: I that I won money off. <laughs> How much money you make on Valentina?
1: Uh, I think I came out. I think I was. I'm scared. That I was, scared. was a was big win. win. That was a big
0: I, win. That was like a nah, coming out party.
1: Yeah, I think I made like 150 total with both fights. So I, I bet
0: small. Uh, that's all good.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. not a. I'm not a thing. You know, like
0: that pays for time, the party at Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah.
1: I went to a, a slot machine and like I, I lost $80 in like 20 minutes. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm done. <laughs> this place is not for
0: me. <laughs> I don't gamble. Um, I'll say this. I put a couple like bucks into the slot machine once and I remembered I was hungry. And so I got done. I didn't win money. And I was like, could have bought a pizza with that. Yep. And yeah. never put my money in the machine again. Never do. Don't <laughs> um, do it. This is a, a, how do I put it? Do you remember when we talked about Macy Barber versus Roxanne Modaferi? Yeah. I think that, you know, and, you know, clearly unfair, but I think a lot of people kind of wrote off Roxanne. And, but, you know, this was still supposed to be a step up in competition for Macy, et etc. Et I think that this is the same for Eddie. I know that he doesn't have the biggest name. He's not, a, he hasn't been as active, made as much noise. But this is a very well established veteran. He's been in there with big name guys like Uriah Faber, like Hannon Barrow. So he brings a fair amount of experience, and but I think at the end of the day this is still one that if Sean's athleticism, his talent, you know, is at that level, he should be able to dispatch and look good doing it. So I like it. I can't remember if they're going to put him on the pay-per-view side. I actually doubt it because I feel like they're going to try to, um, you know, create those eyeballs, bring him over slowly. You know, I think that there's a little more, if something goes wrong, the fall feels a lot steeper when it's on pay-per-view. So yeah, I yeah. do think that they're setting him up, but um, I like it. I think it's a fun matchup. I think that Sean's taller longer and that'll get the job done against Eddie is what I think a lot of people are planning.
1: He's probably got a pretty solid following too, right? So maybe they want to get some of those ESPN, those eyeballs on the old ESPN regular. Um, if they're not going to put him on the pay-per-view, Sean O'Malley.
0: I know. I mean, it's because they're not playing the the TV ad according according to Natalie, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm having some fun. Okay, um I mean look, the card's good. Like I said, I, I know on paper it doesn't look like two forty nine, but I think there's a lot of good style matchups there and I think that's exactly what you're going for. It's not the star power, but you're getting great MMA. And I think that's the way you gotta go into this card looking at it. Um let's talk about some other news. The the matchup comes out, Joseph Benavidez against Davison Figueiredo July eighteenth um not for nothing this could be on fight island we'll get into that in just a little bit but this one um they're running it back correct me if i'm wrong this fight did happen this year right
1: the apocalypse has
0: messed with me with my (laughs) calendar on what exactly did happen before the turn of the year um uh, natalie uh, it's these are two elite fighters they both got a lot of you know, reason to be excited and they match up very well stylistically. I think we saw that in the first fight. What happens after this, though, is my big question. They just keep
1: fighting each other? I mean, I don't know. Like, I felt so bad. I mean, everybody felt so bad for Benavides. It was like his his belt, right? He just had to... Stand up and take it. He was like the the ladder match in WWF where you, he was right there. He was at the top of the ladder. He was about to grab it. And then Figueredo came and knocked him off the ladder. Uh, but, you know, so so I'm happy that he's getting a second chance. It You know, it makes sense considering why no one has the belt yet. You know, Figueredo missed weight even though he won the fight. But I heard Benavides talking about um, the headbutt. And now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because my memory of this is that he threw his head in, and then there was a collision. But it it wasn't like uh, an accident. It wasn't. It was an accident, but it wasn't Figueroa's fault. I, I saw it as, from my perspective, Benavides threw his head in, and that's why there was a collision. In any case, he's saying that you know he wished the ref, ref had stopped to give him a break to have his cut looked at and whatnot. Uh, that's not how I see it. Nonetheless, I'm still happy that he's getting this. The second shot—it's like a like a web redemption, like you know, uh, Tosh Tosh .0. Oh. But uh, if it's actually going to be on the you know the fabled Fight Island, I mean, how do you turn that down? That's that's pretty exciting. Now uh, Figueroa, like, who has the advantage here, right? they fought each other. I don't remember if it went to round two. I think it did. Thought, that's yeah. what that happened. So, like, who's going to come in with this? Who's going to come in with the advantage? The guy who won and who felt like, yeah, I was going to beat this guy anyway? Or, or, or Benavides, who, who lost and had to really deal with the, the, the emotional pain of not having that belt and thinking probably he was never going to get another chance. I'm very curious to see how this shakes out.
0: I mean, yeah, it's tough to me for the instant rematch just because of the way it all happened, Right. Figueiredo misses weight. Can't can't claim the title. Stays vacant. We talked a lot about that. Then, you know, I I agree with you. I felt like the headbutt that caused it was initiated by Benavidez. I would assume, and this is me having never fought in a cage before, but after you've been in there with a guy, maybe you feel like your strength. Do you feel like Hey, you know, maybe I need to, you know, work on my strength and conditioning. Maybe this guy's a little faster. Maybe I feel like I should be a little leaner for this one. XYZ, I'd assume that is a big part of it. If you're Figueredo, the weight cut, that's going to be battle number one, and he's going to get a lot of questions about that. But in terms of that, I do feel like this is just... uh, I'll say this. I think that they benefit from the pause. And everything and that's a very hard thing to say because who does but I feel like had other flyweights competed since everything's been going on maybe the UFC would feel like there's another matchup to go but because everything's been paused you know this is still if we're going to move the title along if we're going to move the division along then this is where we're at and now I did say that I will acknowledge now 250 has UCA Formiga Fighting Alex Perez, both of those guys are top 10 guys. I know that um, Askar Askarov, number six, was recently scheduled for a fight. So, you know, it's not dead yet. I think now, once again, these are the two top flyweights in the division that, you know, lost the double champ and now, you know, they're running it back again. But these are still some talented guys. And I think that, um, I've said this. If worst-case scenario, the UFC were to do away with the division, I can see that flyweight champion gets a title shot at 135 and just let all the guys fight out their contracts. Like just, you know, like just throw down, you know, we're giving you the money anyway, and that's just the end of that.
1: I'm okay with that if that happens because, yeah, it's definitely slim pickings. How would you feel like – I don't remember how old Benavides is, but, like, how would you feel if he won and then retired? <laughs> He's like, I got my belt finally. I'm going to leave. Then vacate the belt again. And then I think the UFC would definitely close the division. But because Benavides is, like, just, you know, one of those dudes that's been there forever, I feel like they would give him a sh- If he doesn't retire, which I'm just making up in my head as a scenario, um, but if he doesn't, which he probably won't, I think they would keep it open a little bit just to let him, you know, work as a champion have that experience. Like, almost not as a favor, but just, like, you know, they like the guy. He's a great fighter. He has a big name, a good name, and uh, if it's if it's Figueredo, I don't know, because how much interest is there in him as a champion?
0: I mean, I think they feel like they had that problem anyway, and, you know, I hate to say it, but it, you recognize Demetrius Johnson more, but the reason that they were okay trading one of the most dominant, are arguably the most dominant pound for pound number one guy in UFC history was because of the fact that they felt like it didn't sell as it was, right? So I don't think that... I think the attention thing isn't the issue anymore. I think that ship has kind of sailed, you know, and that's just, it is what it is, right? Even Henry Cejudo, right? You talked all of this and now look at where you're at now. It's it's one of those things. I think that... um, To answer your first question for Benavidez, okay, so you know how we talk about save the flyweight division? Not to be morbid, but for the adults out there who are looking for mature content, I feel like this is the flyweight division, keep walking in front of a bus. With all the champion, you know, with Cejudo leaving and then if Benavidez were to retire. Now, for something a little more um, family friendly, If you've ever seen the, I think they even had it in the commercial for like Toy Story 4 where that toy kept trying to kill itself and the whole movie was Woody trying to save it. That's exactly what it would feel like. It's like, you know, we get all these flyweight, we get these flyweight champions after Demetrius and they don't stick around. What's the deal? That That's how I would feel. If Benavidez were to call it a day, I'd just be like, bruh. You know how hard it is already. Why are you going to do this to us at 125?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be the end of the division for sure. But I'm thinking, you know, I, I, it came to me, it occurred to me because it's like, what, like, why would he want to stick around, you know?
0: I mean, really, I, the, he's been around so long from WEC to UFC. It's like you've won the game. So, right.
1: That's what I mean.
0: You know, you just. You know, you kind of like, oh, you finished the game, but uh, let me put another quarter in and see what character they make me fight in Tekken, you know? <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, sorry, Mortal Kombat. Cause apparently, why is Mortal Kombat more fight? Okay, because of the movie, right? From Fight Island. Okay, I remember now. I always I forget guess. that movie was on an island. Like, there was some good kung fu in that movie. <laughs> anyway, but all right. So that's um my opinion. They're going to fight. I think that they'll see who, who's got how many deals, what can they, where can they schedule it, and I think the flyweights fight it out. If someone comes in to, quote-unquote, make noise, great. If not, they're just going to keep on rolling, plain and simple. Yeah. With fly, until, you know, until numbers run out on flyweight. Okay, moving on to Fight Island. So, Natalie, Paige Van Sant. Amanda Hibas, Frankie Edgar vs. Pedro Munoz. Um, dare I say it, it's looking like Fight Island's gonna be a thing on July 11th, and let's start with the basics, because everyone seems to be on the table as a potential headliner, from Gaethje vs. Habib, I don't think that one because of the timing, but Masvidal Diaz, Usman Masvidal, Usman anybody, uh... Sonia Costa it feels like something's gonna happen so first off Fight Island 1 who is the main event pick somebody Dude. pick somebody I mean, is this like fantasy or? No, no no pick the most likely at in your heart who's gonna be the one to pop the cherry on this sucker
1: I think it's gonna be Conor McGregor but that the problem is who's his opponent um and it could be, McGregor, even though I've said already multiple times I don't want to see it, it could be McGregor, Masvidal, or my my pick, my, my preference for him would be McGregor, D uh, Poirier. Now, that's not as exciting as a main event for Fight Island, but if you got Connor, you got Connor. Now, I know there's this whole he won't fight without a gate thing, but come on, man. He wants to fight. He's itching to fight. If you're going to do it without a gate, which is going to be the way it is for a long time, you might as well do it on freaking Fight Island. Apart from which, he's in Ireland, so I assume that that's the only place he'd be eligible to go fight anyway. Uh, So I think your A-side is going to be Conor McGregor, B-side, you know, Masvidal Poirier, or, surprise, surprise, I've seen headlines about Usman, that seems weird to me, but, I mean, you know, what do you think? Oh,
0: as much as I like the idea of conor mcgregor i I feel like fight island's a perfect storm because i mean you're seeing non-mma people making this a part of their nightly segments or you know at home segments depending on how you want to look at it on late night tv john oliver the john (laughs) oliver saw katie nolan talking about it uh one more late night host i know mentioned it i just can't remember which one of them it was One of the Jimmies, maybe, but um, there's a bunch of them. But (laughs) my point is, I feel like I can't remember the last time there was this kind of crossover appeal about it that's going to be capitalized on. Because if it's a reality, Conor McGregor makes all the sense to like, hey, this is how we're doing it. For my money, I just can't see him fighting Kamaru Usman. I feel like, okay, I'm hearing about the Jorge Masvidal thing that somehow, I guess the impression that Usman at least is trying to give off, and I watched the interview with Brett Okamoto, is that Masvidal is trying to get more money to fight Usman. Now, he's not, he does have a belt, but, you know, he's not the champion, and I get it, it's hard to see a number, you can make the argument the number one contender is more popular than the champion which is a very rare thing to happen, but it's true, right? Like,
1: hands down, like Like by don't.
0: Yeah, where we don't have a double champ situation, right? We got this going on. To me, in my opinion, I feel like it's more likely to get Masvidal to Fight Island than it is Connor. I feel like... You know, they're negotiating, but at the end of the day, I do feel like all the sides are going to come to an agreement that gets Mr. BMF to take on the undisputed champ. So, in my mind, I feel like that could happen. I'd want it to be Adesanya-Costa, but everything in my heart is telling me that those boys need till at least August, at least, especially Costa, to get in camp, cut that weight to make 185. Plain and simple.
1: Yeah, um, I would say it's definitely not going to be Adesanya Costa. So, of course, it will be, but <laughs> I really don't think it will. Um, yeah. Okay. Your uh, money's on, on Mazvidal? Usman. Usman. I, I
0: think so. I just. Uh, I, I don't know. I just. A lot of stuff got to go right in negotiation for them to put together Connor and Usman. Plain and simple. And look, I heard Usman say it bluntly. If you're Conor, why the heck wouldn't you want that fight? Free title fight. It could not come easier to you. I don't think Conor wants to take that on short notice, man. I I don't think
1: he should. That's not a great... That's a terrible matchup. I mean, fighting real welterweights for Conor, I just don't think it makes sense. So if he wants to fight Diaz, okay, even that's a tough one because Diaz is going to always be... Taller, obviously, and, and at 170, he's 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 more imposing and can take a punch better. But have you seen Conor McGregor lately? His shoulders are looking really huge. He's got really big shoulder balls, so maybe he's bulking up for
0: something. I don't know. He's, he's doing all them pull-ups on like he did on that Instagram video that everyone went crazy for because he had yep. nothing to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. He shared a lot of good tidbits, and I'm feel- my shoulders are feeling very big myself, if I may say so. But <laughs> you know, that pull-up ain't <laughs> gonna help you win at 170, Connor. It takes a lot more than that. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, it's just um, I just can't see Connor fighting on Fight Island, it- unless it's Habib, and I just don't think that's gonna happen.
1: I Ooh. feel like
0: I hate to say it, but until similar to like the Tony Habib thing fell apart until another domino is officially off the board booked for a fight. I think that Connor's just going to be the odd man out. And I think that that's, look, you're protecting an investment. I know it doesn't seem that way because you're not getting a Connor McGregor fight, but you're getting, um, you know, whoever he fights, let's say he, let's say Masvidal were to beat Usman. Hey, now it's more money than it would have been Conor Usman. Okay, if Habib wins, that's kind of like, you know, Lakers-Celtics. The story always sells. If it's Conor Gaethje, that still makes a lot of money. If it's Conor Nate, that's another one. What? Where did that come from? But it's a lot of money. Plain and simple. So I think that, um, I know we don't like hearing this, but yes, Conor McGregor will be waiting. Plain, I think so. So, yeah, it's my vote is Ousmane yeah, okay. Masvidal. Okay. All but right. Who do, if you, in your heart, Conor fights somebody. Who? On Fight Island number one, July 11th. Yeah, in my
1: heart, again, I don't want this, not my preference. In my heart, Conor fights
0: Masvidal. Okay. Which is completely on the table. And like I said, it could really go a lot of ways. A lot of negotiating is being done right now. Yeah. Um, I will say this, Natalie, I... I feel like everything is setting up for probably one of the most epic nights in MMA if, for Fight Island just because all of the outside noise. I feel like you get the right main event. They're already stacking the card. Paige Van Zant always brings in people. Frankie Edgar, I describe him as your favorite flavor ice cream. You always know what you're going to get. It's always the answer, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> but But my point is, I think that they're going to set it up that way. Uh, Real quick, um, talking about it. uh, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz, July 11th. You know, okay, so now this is four Bantamweight contenders, especially with Frankie now fighting. There's not a belt attached to the fight. I'll say this right now. I think all signs are pointing, pointing to Peter Jan against somebody for the belt, officially.
1: Yeah, they are. Um uh, pretty obviously, right? Um, now that you've we've gone down the list here talking about all these bantamweight bouts. So yeah, winner of Edgar Munoz. But okay, so then what do you do, right? Do you do um winner Edgar um uh, Edgar Munoz versus Sterling Sanhagen, or do you just pick one of the winners from either of those matchups and send them up to Piotr Young?
0: I think um I think if Edgar wins, it's tough not to give Peter Edgar just yeah, on yeah. the resume. Um, obviously, Aljamain wants is gonna have a problem with that, as he should. Uh, I will, yeah. I would say that also scheduling and timing, right? Something happens, some reason, somebody can't make it to a fight. Hey, number one A and one B are both right there, right? So I think that's a big factor. Uh, my question though. Kyrgyz makes the flight from Russia to a nice tropical island. Who is standing across from him? Marlon Moraes or Jose Aldo? We talked oh, about this, Lord. but now I'm putting you on the spot. It's gotta be Moraes. I, I just cannot. Gotta be, Jose or Aldo. Should, gotta be or will be? It, oh. <laughs> it, it will be Jose
1: Aldo. It should be Marlon Moraes. It's going to be Jose Aldo of course. They were just they just were just going to give him a title shot. Like he just had one. So, yeah, it's going to be Jose Aldo. Okay. Against my wishes, but you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm going to just say this now. I mean, look, it's UFC already has shown us this. And for the record, they've given us some great matchups on paper going this route. Is sometimes the rankings and the numbers don't matter as much as are you in a position where we could promote this title fight? I completely agree with you. Marlon Moraes got the win. It was close. It was a tough one. Marlon came out on top against Jose Aldo. Um, he should be fighting Peter Jan. But if we're talking about Fight Island, if we're talking about UFC is making zero dollars on the gate, they are selling zero tickets, Zero t shirts from the, st- um, the in person store. Um, Fight Island t shirts on sale now. But you know what I mean? All of that money is zip completely. There's no one or two the teammates, families. It is zip. So if you're talking about all the revenue now has to come from selling pay per views, you tell me that you're gonna pay, if you're gonna pay, that you're gonna pay to see Marlon Moraes, or you could pay to see Jose Aldo. Oy, oy, oy. I, I know. mean, not I me, exclude
1: it. me, yes. The people will pay to see if Jose Aldo. If you're not Aldo. Natalie. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, with, with all the ethics for the rankings.
1: Yeah, I'm Natalie, <laughs> and yes, then you pay. And especially if they go with Conor McGregor, then you're gonna have on an island trapped conor mcgregor with jose aldo now they had their thing a long time ago but that's one of the moments that catapulted you know mcgregor into who he is now and so stardom so i think that'd be kind of cool too just like as a side story if they're all stuck there on, on this island together um and uh yeah of course of course no brainer it's going to be jose aldo because they need to do whatever they can to bring in as many pay-per-view eyeballs as they as as possible but you're talking about merchandise and it made me think if you're listening, UFC marketing, they gotta do pop-up shops here in the US. Ooh. You know, now you can go out and shop or you can do curbside pickup, whatever, whatever your state <laughs> or city has, you know, dec- decreed. Do some badass pop-up shop fight islands, make it look like an island and have a little octagon in there and do it real cool like they can. And that's the way you get people pumped up and you get some money before the fight. I like it. I like my own idea. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it.
0: I would love for a pop-up shop to be right next to my local Walmart. I would yes. grab one of those fight eyelid shirts tomorrow. Exactly. I'll be right there, like, you know, when I go get my donuts. Yep. Um, You know what? I, I feel like uh, the quarantine, man. I know I don't like to talk about the Q word, but... I mean, typically, under the circumstances, you'd have them do... Like, boxing has done this. Pacquiao fights in China, and they're doing, like, a whole week of press in Las Vegas and all this other stuff, right? It's so tough, but I do think that they're going to find a way to give us a taste of it at home before they do just, okay, everyone's on the island, and we're remote video interviewing everybody, so... I do like this idea. I think that the UFC needs to listen to MMA Daily. I don't know why I'm implying that they don't, but I'm of just reminding saying, them.
1: Yes. You know, the UFC, Dana my White. Mom.
0: Dana White totally texted me and said, I can't wait for tonight's episode, Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Dana. Um, hey, can you tell me where the island is? He left me the three dots and then it never sent. <laughs> anyway, um... I like it. I like the Bantamweights moving along. I think that uh, Paige versus Amanda is a very interesting matchup. And look, what happens next for Paige, it gets very interesting from there. And Dana White is saying one month on Fight Island. So I take that to mean it's going to be three months of fighting Sorry, three or so weeks Oops. of Fight Nights. Yeah. Okay, let's see how it goes. I will go on the record now. I don't think he's actually living on Fight Island. I can assure you, Sunday morning, Saturday night. If it's off the West Coast, he's getting his helicopter back to um his home in Vegas. He's there for Sunday service, you know. But there's no way, man.
1: It's got to be a Caribbean island. There, yeah, you know. think it's off the Caribbean way I out think there? So. I think, and I think, like I'm like ninety-nine point nine percent sure it's going to be a Caribbean island.
0: What, there's no rock off the coast of California that I could swim to? <laughs> I mean, besides Catalina, you want to hang out with all the, uh,
1: what's the animal they have on there? Not buffalo, uh, bison or something. They have some, some like weird random population of like. I okay, can hang out
0: with Joe Rogan.
1: Ungulates. We'll, yeah, you can we'll get, Joe Rogan. We'll get
0: one with a bow and arrow and have a, the best epic barbecue.
1: Hey, speaking of Joe Rogan, when are we getting our Spotify uh, we're on, deal?
0: Okay, we're <laughs> on Spotify. He followed us. So in my opinion, Joe Rogan is the rookie. Welcome. (laughs) You know, pick up donuts and coffee, carry our bags. But stay six feet away. (laughs) Joe Rogan, $100 million. I distinctly remember, you know, growing up watching um, Fear Factor at home, you know, for bed with my mom. Um, and it's like, dude, you're telling me this guy is 100 million dollars talking. You know, I remember reading this. It's like front, not front page, but like on the net. It is one of the top stories who he's endorsing for presidency. And I'm like, the guy who is telling us fear is not a factor for you. He is that important. Dude, but you he know actually what? really is. I'll say this. Uh, I mean, following him from that age. I guess sometimes it's unbelievable to be, to say like yeah I think that Joe Rogan's you know, ex and so thoughts are like, kaboom. But it's so to me it's just like you know what that is really crazy. It's really something, and it just goes to show. I mean that show is on how many days a week, and they his podcast. Yes, and it he does everything from the fight companions, uh, like, okay in the voice of Conor McGregor. That guy you know. He's doing Fight Companions on the Sunday and talking technology with Elon Musk on the Monday. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, Natalie. Yeah, <laughs> true and true. It is. Three times a week he's on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're telling me that he's doing Fight Companions on Saturday. He's going to have Bernie Sanders on Monday. <laughs> It's like the, the, you would not think that the two things coexist unless you're on late night television, but they do. Yeah. He just made his
1: own. He literally did exactly what he wanted to do. And now it's paid off in a mega way. I'm really happy for the guy. I don't know him. I met him once at the comedy, but no, at the, the comedy
0: store or the, uh, yeah, the comedy store, I think. Did you get the like, coveted selfie?
1: No, nah, I didn't want, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really actually not into the selfie thing. I just try cool. to like, if I meet someone, I try to get to know them like for the five minutes that they're willing to talk to me but i was so nervous i was there with my boyfriend at the time now my husband and i didn't have the guts to go up and talk to him so he had to go and like you know shake his hand and whatever but he was super cool man we were able to stand there and talk to him for like 10 minutes and he he does his set and then he just goes out there like all the comedians just go out there and have drinks and if someone goes up to them they'll talk to you
0: did you talk to uh, him
1: about ufc a little bit, but I can't remember what. Then we started talking about Canelo, and oh. my husband swears, he swears that Joe Rogan had no idea who Canelo Alvarez was at the time, and he said, I'm the one who told him about Canelo Alvarez. I don't remember it that way, but he swears that, the guy, <laughs> that Joe Rogan didn't know who Canelo was. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's too funny. Uh, Joe, anyway. Joe Rogan, congrats. Welcome to Spotify. I'll, yes. show you, I'll tell you where to park if you want. <laughs> I can make time out of my day. No, um let's talk about some UFC. By the way, this doesn't have a catchy name. It's UFC Fight Night Something. But I liked when it's like UFC Vegas. UFC Dude. Apex. Hashtag Top- UFC something.
1: Tapology has it listed as as UFC Apex.
0: I mean Nah, I don't like it. UFC Vegas is fine, because it's like since when do they do a fight night in Vegas? But they will. Anyway, let's talk about it. Let's start from, you know what, let's start from the bottom. We'll end with a bang with Tyron Woodley. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian against someone you're very familiar with, uh, Antonina Shevchenko. Caitlin trying to do a two-for-one to try at least break even split fights with the Shevchenko sisters. How do you see this fight going down?
1: I see it pretty clearly for Shevchenko. The other Shevchenko... And so, actually, you reminded me, and I can't believe I forgot that was her last fight, right? She yeah. fought, she fought Antonina. I mean, uh, Valentina. Now she's got to fight Antonina. That's got to mess with your head a little bit if I'm if I'm Caitlyn. But I think that the times we're in now, you kind of just get paired up with whoever you get paired up with, and if you want to fight, then you go, you go, uh, you go fight. So I got Shevchenko on this one. I think she's just, you know, it took her a little while to get her mojo in the UFC to to be confident enough to use her. Striking in an aggressive manner, not just kind of like in a testing feeling out manner. So, I I like the way she's she's evolved in the UFC. She's super talented. She has a little bit of a ground game now. And, um, Kaylin Chukagan, when I see her fight, it's just like she's in you know, it's always like she's in practice mode. You know, look at a fight video game, right? I probably said this already before, but it's like Street Fighter or Soul caliber whatever, Mortal Kombat, Tekken like she's in practice mode, she's just kind of standing there. And throwing punches and kicks. Some of them will land. But most of them are just kind of like feelers. So I have pretty high hopes here. Or high expectations from Shevchenko. I think she's going to be able to land effectively. Use her footwork. And uh, I mean who did she submit in her last fight? Maybe she'll throw a submission in there just for fun. Let's see. Lucy Putalova. Yeah. So now Shukagian now, uh, trains with uh Danaher I think right so that's no joke and that's that was one of the concerns of mine in her fight with Valentina that maybe she would have you know an advanced ground game but but Shevchenko Valentina specifically is just so strong it's almost like Khabib where it's like she doesn't necessarily look super super buff or cut but the muscle fibers man like the microscopic level they're just so finely tuned and and is probably the same way so Uh, I'm like all in on Antonina.
0: Is Antonina a spy also?
1: You know what? She's She's too nice. She's not the spy, dude. She's not. And she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know that Uh. Valentina's a spy. (laughs)
0: Um, I like Caitlyn. I think that she's very underrated. Uh, I think that she maintains distance well. I think she's very well-rounded. She'll work very well off of her back if she gets taken down. I think that um, when you talk about a lot of these women, you know, I think it's the firepower. I think that Antonina just will do a little more damage. I will say you take it to the ground. I do favor Chikagian in this one a lot more than I did against um, uh, Valentina. So I will say that that's probably the best route to victory for um, Caitlyn also. This fight is coming together, what, a week and a half out? I don't know how long they've been negotiating, but if you're talking about how long of a camp have they had, I mean, is Antonina ready to sprawl and brawl for 15 minutes? I don't know. Suddenly that starts to swing the pendulum a little more in the favor of Chukagian. Uh, I do still think that Antonina's... You know, I think she's kind of like Valentina. I think that she's just, you know, still growing, whereas Valentina's a little more of a finished product. But I think that she's working on all the same things. Um, and I think that with the firepower, I think she's going to get the job done. Uh, unanimous decision, Antonina.
1: I actually see it ending the same way going to the judges, all in favor of uh, Pantera.
0: Alright, there we go. I'm not gonna act like I was surprised by that I know, one. But I know. Yeah. I set it up pretty clearly. <laughs> All those fine tuned muscle fibers. They are I mean, the shit. that she is like out of a lab, I'll give you that. She dude, really is. when
1: she grabs somebody, Valentina, and like the way she just like she does it's like this most subtle movement and she takes them down. It's incredible. But anyway. <laughs> Uh movie.
0: let's move on main card. Mackenzie Dern coming back to take on uh the Chatterbox, Hannah Cyphers. <laughs> um this You got one... me for a second. I was like what's her nickname? <laughs> uh you know what um Hannah Cyphers is one tough chick. She really um very active, high volume, tough as nails. You you know, look, I I think that people I'll say right now that quiet you know that um uh what is it that more unassuming you know like her demeanor that girl can take a punch she can take some damage and keep going that woman loves to compete I think that um when I break it down for Mackenzie I think she's still working on her striking I think we really saw that against Amanda Hibas when she came back last year and You know, it's just a little bit about putting it together, getting off the center line. She likes to try to set up that overhand. What I would say, though, especially coming off of that fight and against someone that you're probably not going to be able to put away, in Hannah Ciphers, pump the jab and just shoot and just do, you know, just work, you know, in the clinch, try to get it to the ground, use that world championship jiu jitsu. I feel like this is a very winnable fight. I think that Mackenzie hasn't used her jiu-jitsu in a while. I think that she's going to, you know, give us back the thing that we signed up for. And I think she's going to make this a grappling fight. And I see her... I just don't think that Hannah Cyphers is going to be able to outmaneuver someone of the pedigree of Mackenzie on the ground. And I do think Mackenzie will get her down. What about you?
1: Yeah, I actually agree um... Ciphers and I'm, I was thinking the same thing, just super mega tough, man. And, like, her face, like, what a poker face. She doesn't give anything away. Um, even when she's getting, you know, having the beat, the brakes beaten off of her, like, you know, on the thing that's happened at least once, maybe Macy Barber, but I think somebody else, I can't recall. So Mackenzie Dern, like, I know they're in the same division, but they're not going to walk into that cage the same, not even close to being the same size. Dern is going to be the much a bigger fighter, and I think she'll be, she'll be able to use her size to 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 her advantage. And I I do also feel like she's going to use her her jitsu Like again, going back to how long have, have people had to train uh, when when that's in question and likely you know compromised during these times, you're going to go back to what you know, what you're hardwired to do. And for Dern, that's jiu-jitsu That's taking it to the ground. So I, I think she's going to submit her probably round two. I don't know with what, but probably something, probably something basic. I don't mean to say that disparagingly, but something like you know, clean rear naked choke, uh, arm bar, something like that.
0: I can already see it, like on MMA fighting, the morning report, MMA <laughs> daily host calls Mackenzie Dern basic. <laughs> and I better, hey, I hope they make they specify who it was. I think Mackenzie's going to pull out submission of the year. Oh, bam! Third okay. round, too. make it epic. Third round, okay. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring this one home. Tyron Woodley, Gilbert Burns. Um, look, I know Gilbert, like when you think about Tyron Woodley, you're thinking, man, maybe fights a uh, Jorge Masvidal or Colby Covington. Finally, one of these guys, I know the Gilbert wasn't high on a lot of people's lists, but you know, you watch the knockout of Damian Maya, Then you go back, you watch this guy's fights. This dude is very tough. Stocky, powerful, well-rounded, very solid grappler, very solid jiu-jitsu, um, can, you know, very competent on the ground. Very hard guy to put away also. I noticed. He kind of took a bit of some damage in the tapes that I saw. I think, though, it really comes down to the I.Q. of uh, Woodley, and I think it comes down to the, uh, the aggression. I think that um, the output. I think that Tyron maintain mid-range I think that he's very explosive still I think that you put you know you get a high enough output you maybe make Gilbert feel like he can't close that distance because he's going to run into just a freight train of a right hand or one of his leg kicks then the wrestling I think that that could really neutralize Gilbert's abilities also but you know Gilbert as we've seen heavy-handed uh Tyron He's not the tallest welterweight either. And I think that that could be a very key factors. If Gilbert can initiate a bit of a brawl, suddenly this becomes a lot closer of a fight, even for a guy as powerful as Tyron. So this is a very interesting one. Uh, Gilbert's uh, not a gimme fight for Tyron Woodley. And I think that a lot of people need to recognize it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not. And so you you, kind of just figure like Tyron Woodley was ready to come back. And it is what it is at this point. Like I said just just moments ago, you take the fight. You can you take the fight. You're offered if you really want to fight. Keep yourself fresh. Like that's why I, I think Conor McGregor is going to ultimately do whatever it takes to fight because he doesn't want to stay on the sidelines so long, even if it means no gate. But anyway, Tyron Woodley, uh, I do feel aggression will be the key for him. I think he's going to come out and like do like a juke like he did on Robbie Lawler and then hit him bam with something crazy and. And, you know, Gilbert Burns is no joke. He did have that great knockout against Damian Maya, But I think Woodley's going to be super hungry and just like, this kid's in the way. I need to get him out of the way so I can get back to my belt. And so he's going to try to make quick work of this guy. You know, he was really cautious and careful when he fought Thompson both times. And it's like, you know, oh, you know, the belt, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep my belt right now he wants to get to the point where he can fight for a belt and i think his mindset's going to be a little bit different he's going to be the hungry lion he's going to go out there and just like uh, tear it up so i expect a lot of aggression i expect him to look for a fast finish early on and uh yeah you mentioned gilbert burns has a good chin so let's see but woodley man i mean it's been a while he's five years older than gilbert burns but i think he's still got those hands that can knock you out
0: I mean, I think that this is really going to be the big test for Tyrone. is that this is an opponent he should, you know, on paper, he's supposed to shine, right? He's supposed to look good against a guy that not a lot of people know about. And so I think that this is a big key. I mean, he talks about he moved to Thailand and he got rid of the distractions. And look, I mean, I remember writing about him and I was doing a list and I'm like, since his last fight, he's been on Hawaii 5-0. He was on Wild and Out. He's got his weekly show on TMZ. He's on an anal. he been an analyst uh, for this many shows. He also dropped a rap. It's like, and he dropped the rap album. It's like, okay, you know what? Maybe the writing was on the wall that he's got a little more on his mind besides the fight game. Um, I do think that this is a great test because I think that you know, regardless of the outcome. How does he look? Does he look like he's a guy who's changed it up, like he's reacting differently? Because I think that was the big thing coming off the Kamaru Usman loss, right? Is We felt like, not just shut down, but there was almost lack of effort and lack of output coming out to try to do something in that fight, right? Well, over 25 minutes, everyone seems to unanimously agree that. So yeah. I think it's, hey, win or lose, what does Tyron do differently? And I'm really excited about that. I think that he has something to prove. And when you talk about a guy as elite as Tyron Woodley being motivated, oh boy. Now you're talking about the guy who defended the title a couple times. So, I like it. Um, winner of this fight, I feel like, is in the Colby Covington sweepstakes. Maybe the Leon Edwards show. Um, I wouldn't say the Kamaru Usman fight, though, yet. I think that they'll... I think there's a lot of stuff more that has to happen for the winner. This one. What about you?
1: Yeah, I agree because because Masvidal is just way tastier right now for that for that slot. Um, Colby and Tyron would be would be the one I think you'd want to see. If Gilbert Burns wins, I don't know. I don't think they give him Colby. I think they probably just let him fight Leon somebody Edwards? else. Mm, yeah, maybe Edwards. Yeah, Edwards because it's he's not a you know he's not a needle mover you know in quotes uh so yeah that that would make sense but i don't think if if gilbert wins that they're going to give him a bigger name than like colby covington so a leon edwards type or someone ranked you know lower than leon edwards but if it's woodley yeah big name goes with big name for sure
0: well there we have it we'll have a lot to talk about next week Natalie, UFC 250, Nunez, Spencer, all that fun that we broke down earlier in the show. We're going to have it. We'll talk about this week's fights. We'll talk about anything that goes on. You guys already know. Natalie, where can the fans find you on social media?
1: Twitter, Natalie Zamudio underscore Instagram, Zamudiorama.
0: And guys, you can follow me all the time at Double G on TV. Just spell out the word double and have a good one.